It's the Raw Report. I'm Dice Raw. Joining me today is Queen Joe, aka. Hey. I'm Sierra, aka Queen Joe. Oh, I got it backwards. See, that's fucking up already. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, this is the Raw Report. Producer D is on tour, so he wouldn't be able to join us. Uh, Bomb, you know what to do. All right, so boom. So we got our first guest on the Raw Report, our first real guest, because, I mean, we have Producer D, we have Truck sometimes, we had Phil uh, last episode, and then we had Greg, you know what I'm saying? Greg from the Brothers Network. Did, did, did that episode ever go up? Did I ever? I don't know. I didn't see it on Apple. I don't know what's going on. Greg, I don't think they liked you, Greg. <laughs> Greg, Greg calls me every day. Says, what is Greg's last name? Oh, Walker. Walker. Okay. Greg be like, he's like, Carl, your people are lying to you, Carl. You need to get new people. I'm like, Greg, nobody's lying to me. He said, that podcast should have been up weeks ago. Is that what he sounds like, or is that your interpretation? This is my interpretation of Greg. Okay, you know I love saying? your interpretation of Greg. Greg. Greg's very smart, but he also runs an arts organization that amplifies uh, brothers. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like the black men. There's so many of them. He tries to show that you know black people are more than just... You know, pistols and gold teeth and watermelon and fried chicken. I mean, that's what I'm about. But other black people, you know what I'm saying? Shit that they into. Oh like the God. high, first of all, the more let high me brow just say, intellectuals. Everybody loves fried chicken. Let's keep it real. Well, I don't like fried chicken, but everybody loves watermelon. Everybody loves what? First of all, watermelon everybody is a superfood. Everybody loves watermelon. It's a superfood. I don't know how black people just got attached to it and then you got these same <laughs> both things. Because they tried to get niggas likes- to stop eating it because of the nutrients in it. That was a white man trick. Sorry, white man. You tried to trick niggas into not eating watermelon because it's so good for us. I just think it was just, I just think that they just thought it was funny to, to have characters spit out seeds. Yeah. Um, like a machine but, gun? Yeah, they yeah. actually did that. Yeah, they did. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even though now, 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 guess what, white man? We eat seedless watermelons from Whole Foods. How about that? Didn't uh, see that seedless, shit coming. It's something wrong with it. It is chemically altered. Go find the one with the seeds, please. Really? I, I'm fucking with the one without the seeds. Anyway, Sierra's here, aka Queen <laughs> Joe's, our first female guest. So making sure that bomb doesn't get me too today. You know first saying? of all, he called me a female, so he already messed up. Well, that was me. That that was me fudging up. But not not enough about me, but about President Biden. You know what I'm saying? Let's get right into it. Yes. Let's get right. He's fucking up all over the place. Biden, you try you believe those Afghani Taliban bastards and now look at you. You thought the Taliban was your buddy. You try to be buddies with them. It's the Taliban. I mean, Sierra. What did you try cool. to be buddies with them? He was just he was just buddies with them. He he believed every word the Taliban leader said to him. They said Biden, yeah, we'll let people leave. Yeah, Biden won't be any trouble at the airport. You yeah, believe Biden, that you, he believed that? He believed it. No, he, he fell didn't. for a hook, line, and sinker, Sierra. Oh okay, now educate me. No, educate me, see. That's why I'm I wanted to have tra- you on the show. Oh, here you because go. you're a very I'm intelligent not, woman. So no. I wanted you to give my audience no. an education okay, so on a liberal point of view. From a liberal. First I'm of all, joking. am I a liberal? <laughs> <laughs> am I a liberal? No, I'm we're all liberals. I'm, I'm I'm liberal about some stuff, and then some stuff uh I'm so like first, Stalin about. So let me just say that some it's shit really I'm like funny. Stalin with some stuff I'm like this is Jimmy Carter. This is crazy because in real life, right, when you think about black people or even just black and brown people regardless, but especially black people, everybody assumes that they're liberal just because they don't vote Republican. And the reason why they mm. don't vote Republican is because mm. most Republicans are racist. But black people mm. are actually very conservative. They're deep as hell in the church. Damn. You got a large portion of them are who don't believe Amen in same-sex marriage. 
which is well, crazy. I believe in same-sex marriage. And so much, and so many of them also agree that they should be able to firearms, have the right to have right, the right, right to guns. Right, 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 so all right. the things that Republicans say that they're for are a lot, a lot, a large portion of the black community support that. They just don't support Republicans because they're racist. Mm. Um, Wait, are Republicans racist? Not all of them, but most of the ones who run are. What about Jay Z? Is he a racist? He's a black Republican. Is Jay Z racist? Is he a black Republican? I think he is. He's got this song, I'm a black Republican nigga. I'm saying fuck it there. It was him and Nas, yo. They was going back to. All right, anyway. I, you know, I'm not sure if Jay Z is a black Republican, but that's a good question. Are black Republicans racist pieces of shit? Now, I'll tell you what. Like, because you can be black and still racist. You, know you can be conservative and not call yourself a Republican. I'm not saying that black okay, people are okay, Republican. Okay. I'm saying black people are conservative. All right. They have the same belief, conservative beliefs collectively. Not all of them, but a lot of black people are very conservative, yes. Now that. Okay. To your point, one of my friends, a guy I respect, I respect this guy, he's an OG. He's an OG. He knows what I'm talking about. He plays golf. He's an OG. Mm-hmm. He's one of my OGs. So he's like, I guess it's like a double OG if you're, if you're my OG. You say, he's a double OG. He's not a triple. He's not a triple OG. Yeah, but he's a double. <laughs> and he said to me, he says, he said, Dice, he says, well, he called me Carl. He says, Carl, he says, I would say that you're more conservative than... Some racist white people. I said, me? Conservative? He said, well, yeah, look where you live and look where you're da-da-da-da. I said, but that has nothing to do with me being conservative. I just live where I live. I eat what I eat and do what I do, and I believe what I believe. Now, there's some things I am conservative about, but I think I'm more liberal about most things. I think that when we think about uh, business... You are definitely conservative. I oh, think well, that yeah. you really do agree with. <laughs> well, I don't. Let me not force this on you, but I do think that when we talk about what a free market is, right, and just hmm. uh, just just supporting the small business right. man, and or, right. or even or even supporting corporations in certain areas, or what the powers of certain CEOs can have, what they can't have, right. not being taxed businesses, big businesses not being taxed. I know for a fact that if you had a big business, you'd definitely be like, "Don't tax me." Yeah, well, I, I work at a nonprofit. You know now, what I'm for sure. So, so it's like, yo, um, don't tax us definitely because we've already filed our paperwork mm-hmm. correctly, and that, you know, just seems. That uh, and, uh, there's a lot of liberals that work in nonprofits. You don't really see Republicans running running into the nonprofits, you know, adding their services, which I think would be helpful if more Republicans actually did join nonprofits boards or you know, or even you know, work there and actually use that Republican brain to help some of these nonprofits get their ish together. You know what I'm saying? And, and then the, they will want to be paid a specific fee that a nonprofit cannot afford. Some of these nonprofits are kicking out some heavy debt. I mean, not Freedom Theater. We're a black nonprofit. That is you know that. Saying? Listen, that is very true because there are a lot of CEOs who take these huge cuts. And I feel like even if, if you put somebody else who is more entrepreneurial, <laughs> they might take an even bigger cut. Who right, knows? right, right. Well, I mean, it all depends on what kind of work you're doing. Now, see. I, I realize that some of these arts organizations, they got these big salaries, but then people aren't really doing anything. You know what I mean? No, and it's facts. Just like, yo, so, and then they're kind of just shuffling papers around. Facts. And there's no there's no benefit for the community. There's no artists. And that's why at Freedom, we, we're artist-driven. Anyway, enough about us. Back to Biden. So Biden, I'm going to talk to Biden right now. See, are you mind? Oh, go he ahead. He watches the show. Oh, does he? Yeah, he watches the show. So Biden, listen. 
You gotta stop thinking the Taliban are your buddies. Why They're not do you your keep buddies. Saying that because he listened to everything they told. They said, what "Hey, you mean, we're going to let people leave Afghanistan safely." So the beautiful people of Afghanistan deserve better. So this is the thing: if it, he is the one to me who believed them the least, because the reason why Trump and Obama and all those people kept our people. In Afghanistan is because they believed that at some point Afghanistan was going to eventually be a free town, that they were mm. going to have a democracy. And so they kept our people there for long as hell. First of all, even if they weren't being murdered, they're mentally fucked up. I had a brother who served in Afghanistan who came back and had to go through years of therapy. Not just that, he used to drive in the middle of a two different way uh, street because he said in Afghanistan, everybody knew you drive in the middle of the street because there's bombs on both sides. So instead of like, you know, when they're going two different in two different directions in the lane, he's in Philadelphia driving middle of the line could get hit by two different people. Um, mm. The the PTSD that they have is, is wild. And when you think of what people say, where it's like, you have our people over there for a war that we didn't even, it don't got nothing to do with us. It really doesn't. And granted, I do understand why people are like, you should pull out gradually, right? But at the end of the day, <laughs> Damage is damage done. At some point, you need to cut that shit the fuck off. Because people kept saying, oh, we'll bring the troops back in five years. Oh, we'll bring the troops back within two years. And they don't. They just keep sending more and more people out there. So this seems like, you know, ripping off of a Band-Aid. Now, did people die? Yes. But Biden lied. People died, Sierra. I like your uh, tagline. You make a good Republican. (laughs) (laughs) Biden lied. People died. No, I agree with you. I I agree with you. Everything you just said. Was, was spot on and you just educated me a little bit you know what I'm saying and that's what this is all about not just to educate the people who watch the show but sometimes I even have to take a step back and say Dice listen to your guests they're dropping they're dropping uh, jewels mm. they're dropping jewels mm. and that's powerful stuff speaking of jewels uh, did you see the uh, the uh, Annihilation Denver- yes oh yeah we, we saw the oh, we, we covered man. it we covered the annihilation uh, last last week, but we could talk they, about. It. I love to get a female's take on that, because uh, you know I'm a big Cameron fan. I used to ride around bumping Cam 24 hours a day. Haven't been able to listen to him since. What's your favorite Cameron verse? Baby, come with me, come stay tonight. Baby, come with me. Now you know my favorite Cameron song might be "While I Feel Like I'm Losing Weight." Why well, ain't got no money if I'm moving weight? My life based upon what I'ma do today. Copper crib, new estate. Ah, fuck it. Get the beef from Brock's. Blue and gray. I like that. You know, you wanna know what mine is? He should have did that. Cam, why? Why didn't you do that? You had it. You could have did that. Anyway, go ahead. You wanna know what mine is? Mine is, hey boy, you promised me Kate Spade, but that was last year, boy, in the eighth grade. And you ain't biggie, baby boy. So no, it ain't one more chance. When your friends around, you don't wanna hold my hand. And so you see a girl styling and walling outside the whips, hopping out the whips, the whips, the five, the six. Yes, fly chrome, support my tone. Here go a quarter, go call Tyrone. (laughs) Nobody knows that Cameron wrote that 3LW verse. All right, no, I didn't know that. That but, is uh, my favorite Cam verse. But it does sound like Cam, though. It, it sounds really exactly like the him. Whips, the, 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 Hopping out the whips, the whips, the five, the six. Three yep. LW. Three LWs. Three little no more. women. You know what's so funny? My zip code ends in 702, and every time I tell somebody uh, my zip code, I always think about 702. Where my girl's at. Where my girl's at. 
That was like that same era. He was like, yeah, but the annihilation was brutal. I love to get a female's take on that. Listen, I first of all, I loved it. I I I really love and respect Styles P and Jada Kiss. Um, what about Sheik Luch? No respect for him. Well, I haven't met him. I've met the other two, so I was I was I was literally going off of like personal experiences, right, right, right. and um, they are some of the most down to earth oh, dudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But more than anything, they're really like good. Like I knew that they were gonna whip. I knew they was gonna whip them before that. If you've ever been to, like, literally, if you go to a show that Styles P is gonna be at, even if you aren't a Styles P fan and you don't know any songs, when you watch him perform, he he draws you in. I've gone to different Dipset shows, right? You could see Cameron, you could see Jim Jones, you could see any of them, and they're so high on stage. Half the time they don't remember their own words. I saw mm, Jim. I that's, saw that's Joel's. He's a, he's a. He's, <laughs> I Joel's saw Jim doing some powerful shit. I saw. Well, uh, yes. What's in Joel's blunt? That's what I want to know. Joel's, what's in your blunt? I don't know, but that's I'm, not weed. I saw Jim Jones at Silk City. He had a set that was supposed to be thirty minutes. He did one song. And, and just smoked for the rest of the day. It was people there that was mad as hell. They was like, oh, my God, I came here for this. And I was just like, I want to say that I'm surprised. I'm One really of my not. friends, right, he's president of a bank, this guy, right? He's president mm-hmm. of a fucking bank. Very buttoned-up kind of guy, conservative. I don't even know why we hang out, you know what I'm saying? But in any case, we, we, we got a lot in common, I guess, on other stuff. But he's a big Jewel Santana. I mean, I'm not Jewel's. Jim. Jim he's, like, he's like, Dice, have you heard Jim's new album? I was like, did I hear Jim's new album? I was like, nah. Listen, Jimmy got I, some. Jimmy got I some. I haven't heard it. I mean, no, no disrespect to Jim Jones. Like, you know, because I don't want him to kill me or anything. I don't want to start oh a Crips God. and Bloods thing. Jimmy got some good he's songs. Blood. I'll have to join the Crips in order to get Jimmy off my ass. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Crips, if there's an opening, I'm your guy. Crips, <laughs> if there's an if there's a room for, but you know, you're not supposed to jump off the porch. That's what they call it, jumping off the porch. Oh, is that what they call it? Yeah, you got to jump off the porch uh, before you're uh, 20 or 21, because otherwise now you're just you're doing what I'm doing. You're trying to get crip protection. Oh, that's, you're not a real crip. I saw, I saw a little you're thing. You're trying to get, you're trying to get gang, gang affiliation. Yeah. I saw so Gilly that, talk about that for a little bit. I think when they was when they were referring to the the whole six nine thing. Right, right, and then right. In the comment section, it was people that was like, yeah, like people like Chris Brown and all those other people. Oh yeah, jumping off the people. porch all late. Mm. They're not real gang members. It's like, and my whole thing is, <clears throat> if you didn't grow up and and have to join a gang, is it like part of a neighborhood thing or whatever? Why join it as an adult? Like I. That doesn't make any sense to me. I, I was just joking about joining the Crips. But I have, I have lots of Crip friends. I've got blood friends. I've got Crips and blood friends. Okay. And uh, But, you know, I, I never felt the need to to join. You know? <laughs> like, that wasn't never, like, my but thing. But the original thing wasn't supposed to be like that. That wasn't, like... I, I don't know. You know? It's, I, I, I sure hope not. No, I mean, the original, like... <laughs> the original idea is like, hey, they're going to wear red. We're gonna wear blue, and anytime you see one of those other guys, you kill him. Well, well, why, why, boss? Well, we're have got a blue rag. We've got be- a red one. Oh my god! I sure hope it was a lot more than that. No, it was. <laughs> it became that, right? But you remember, like the guy Tookie who started the whole Tookie thing. Tookie Williams. Yes. Shout out Tookie. Yeah. Did he? Did they? Rest did in they peace. Yeah, him yet? Hey, he's, he's gone. Okay, Rest I know he peace. was on death row. He was trying to appeal for a really, really mm-hmm. long time and wrote all those, you know, books. Had all those interviews about. 
you know, taken back or at least. Did you read his children's book? Original thing. No, you wrote a children's you? book. Huh? Yeah, I did. It was pretty it was interesting good. shit. Yeah, it was like you know, like little Johnny opened up a lemonade stand, and you know, but he's selling bricks. It was it was interesting. You know what I'm saying? No, <laughs> like I don't even know why I, why I even entertain that. I knew little Johnny wants to open up a lemonade stand, but he realizes that cocaine is more popular in his neighborhood. <laughs> People don't want lemonade around here; they want coke. Oh my God, Coke. I've been having so many interesting conversations about Coke lately. Okay. Yeah, because the thing is, like, maybe it's just me, right? But, like, it's not just me. It's me, and it's also, like, growing up in Philly. Because when you grow up in Philly and you black and you hear Coke, you think crack cocaine, at least when we were young. It's like if somebody called you a Cokehead, they were calling you a crackhead when we was young. Right. Now... Coke is so recreational, anybody will offer you Coke on any given day. In L.A., I guess that was cool always. In Philly, that meant you was a crackhead. Now, what, Coke, not so much. Coke or crackhead? Both. Well, you're from the suburbs now. So if, if, if someone's offering you cocaine, and I, I'm glad you brought this up. I'm glad you brought cracker because this is a good tie-in back to Biden. That's right, Biden. You thought i let you off. We, we got a little off track, but no. No, buddy. I know you watch. I know you're watching. But this is the thing, though. But look, see your point. Coke is powder. Crack is hard thing. And typically people who do cocaine don't want crack. But people who probably smoke crack, they probably don't want cocaine either because it's not going to work. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I feel you when we're talking about people actually doing the drug, but I'm more so talking about the stigma behind the drug. Oh, right, right. Also, right. Okay. also... Also, just to, also, just to just to throw a little just to throw a little 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 wrench in something you said. Dice said that I'm from the suburbs. I'm not from the suburbs. I did go to high school in the suburbs, but okay. I've lived in, sorry, I've lived I've lived everywhere. I had a I had a father who was a street pharmacist. I know a lot about, uh, or at least enough. Yeah, you know a lot. I know I know I know enough. I never partaked in anything like that. Yeah, you know, just. For the record, but I'm, I'm hearing your point, and um, and you're right. Yeah, you're not a su- you're not a suburban girl. I will say that. But when I but when we met, you lived in the suburbs. But definitely, you, yeah, definitely, you, yeah. definitely. Listen, I'm all about upward mobility. Right, there you go. We for sure. We, we, we you know it's not where we started, but where we finish. Yeah. Well, we now I'm back in, in now I'm back in North in Philly. Suburbs. So what does that mean? <laughs> well, gentrification. <laughs> yes. Gentrification. The property values are up. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. All right. So anyway, back to Biden. A.K.A. America's biggest crack dealer of the '80s, Biden. You know what I'm saying? No, you know I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pin that on Biden right now. Oh my God, that, that was Reagan. You know what I'm saying? That was Reagan Ali North. What uh, do Ali. you have against Joe Biden? I don't have nothing against Joe Biden. You know I have. You know what I have against Joe Biden and some Democrats though. I will say this. Wait, wait. And, let's just start with Joe Biden first. He has this speech that he gets like. I'm from Scranton, you know? Mm-hmm. And in Scranton, we didn't have running water. And in Scranton, we didn't have shoes. And, like, and in Scranton, we didn't have socks. And, like, and in Scranton, we didn't have nice undershirts to wear under our, our button-up shirts. So when I first came to D.C., I wore a shirt with, without an undershirt because I was from Scranton. And I didn't know that I, You don't like that he brags he's from Scranton? I just think it's stupid because, like, Democrats are always trying to convince... Poor people, that is cool to be poor, right? And that's the shit that the Republicans like. I don't fuck with Republicans either, but the one thing that I respect from them is they're like, yo, fuck all that broke shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, and Biden's like, you know, 
those guys who, who Wall Street bankers and, you know, those other guys who got all the money and all those, like, yo, shut up. It's like, yo, who cares? But if you don't like that world, you do not have to work in that world. You do not have to work with those people. You don't have to, do, you don't have to deal with them. You know, you can do whatever you want. You can just, but, you, but to totally try to push this narrative that he was poor when he grew up. And that's it's okay to be poor. Like no, the fuck think, it's not. I think I think he's trying to find a certain level of relatability. Yeah, he he loses me every time because I think like what they need to be pushing is get that one point two trillion dollars. Now to, to 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 your other point, you know, uh, you know they 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 didn't know that it was going to end like this. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know they thought it was going to be everything was going to be peachy keen over there, right? They were going to get. You know, Democrat is going to have elections. Women were going to be able to use the library still and the Internet. You know what I'm saying? They weren't going to pull the clamps on and just and shut everything down. Right. And the Taliban lied. You know what I'm saying? But here's the, here's the part I'm really pissed. They spent one point two trillion on that infrastructure in another country where they gave these motherfuckers tanks. Mm-hmm. They gave them uniforms. But who gave them tanks? They gave them who gave them guns. uniforms? The United States government. Yeah, but they weren't. But we're not talking about how much you dislike Donald Trump or how much you're irritated with Obama. I mean, well, uh, Trump only gave him a little. Trump was only there for four years, so no. Trump out of that has one point two trillion. I don't know how much they got under Trump. Barack was there for eight years. I don't know how much they really got out of that eight years. You know uh, listen, so, more than more, both of them, more than but more it started, than Biden. It started with Bush. Yes. It started with Bush. So you got eight years of Bush, mm-hmm. eight years of Barack. That's mm-hmm. 16 years. So Barack and Bush got most of the debt. Trump, he really don't got most of the debt. He still, he, the tab was still running while he was in there, but, you know, not really much. But at, at, You can't all, say whether he increased or decreased the tab depending on what it was he got in exchange for these things. Right. But here's my point. They gave him, hear me out, too. They gave him tanks, right? Mm-hmm. I'm talking to Biden because I know you're watching, you bastard. I was, they gave him tanks. They gave them uniforms. They gave them vehicles just mm-hmm. to drive around, Jeeps and stuff, mm-hmm. Hummers. They all got Hummers, right? They all got brand new Hummers, you know what I'm saying, with rims, you know what I'm saying? Because um, the desert, desert you, sand, you got to have rims. They got new camels. They pay for the salaries. They pay for everything. Salaries. Salaries. For Afghanistan so they could stabilize and have a good democracy. That's what this was all about. And this is not just Biden. It's not just Biden. This is my main man, Barack Obama, but I know that, you know, the white man tricked him with that one. You know what I'm saying? I know Barack, he didn't mean to do it. Because I mean, we, we spoke. But Bush, you started this nonsense, Bush. And out of the 400 years that I've been here as African-American, where's my one point trillion on my infrastructure? You spent that on Afghanistan. You spent that on the Taliban. So basically, the Taliban's got the tanks. They've got the corners. They've got the poppy plants. The sweet poppies have been taken over by the Taliban. Where the hell am I going to poppy seed bagel? There's going to be a shortage. Mm-hmm. They got everything. They got the tanks. They got the armies. They got the salaries. They got the guns. They got the infrastructure. They got the satellites. All that money we spent. Well, they spent. Cause I didn't. If had, had they told me they were spending that kind of money? Mm-hmm. I would have those funds redirected. Mm-hmm. I would have those funds redirected. I don't think you could do that. I think your tax money goes to wherever they say it go. <laughs> well, we won't talk about that. That's another story. Mm-hmm. My tax money is going right where it needs to go. You know what I'm saying? There's loopholes for that. You know what I'm saying? 
I'll be damned if Uncle Sam gets a penny of my money. God damn it. Anyway, Biden, you fudged up. You fudged up big Biden. And, so what do you think he should have done? What, what Biden should have done is he should have just kept those troops in place so that those poor people of Afghanistan could have left safely and we had people falling off of airplanes. They were so desperate to leave. It was it was this, it's one of the most heinous acts I've ever seen in my life. And Taliban, you do have an enemy with me. You just made an enemy here with Dice Fraud. I am on your ass, Taliban, for what I saw. What I saw was despicable. Mm. People so desperate for freedoms that they thought they would survive riding on the outside of an airplane like something you see in a Tom and Jerry cartoon. They definitely did think that, but at the same time, and Biden made a point, he said, you know... He sent the troops in, Biden. You sent them back. No. What he said was, we have our troops fighting for them and they don't want to fight at all. The people there expected because you know everybody kept saying we'll withdraw in five years we'll train them we'll train them to do it we and then we'll draw point, and you and you and they've trained them blacks and they've trained them but they don't want to do million it million dollars tonight delivered to an offshore account I, i'm gonna we gotta get some cool black people around. maybe i'll get on the phone with jay-z and robert f smith some smart african-americans who used to handling big budgets 1.2 trillion to the african-american community tonight or else what if we had a chant like that don't you think that's something we should be saying after they spent one First of all, point there two are, trillion on Afghanistan dirt, there are, where is my money? There are. People talk about reparations all the time. 1.2 trillion is not enough for reparations. No, that's it isn't. Start. And that's and that's and that's the reason why nobody's throwing out oh one point two trillion dollars. It would be a good start. Cause what you do is you take one point two, we just start at one hood. Why don't we just start North Philly? We just dedicate one point two. And I'm saying that I'm not saying that's because that's where I'm from. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's where the money should go because that's where I'm from. Maybe it should go to North Chicago. I don't know. They dedicated to North Philadelphia, and then you'll have people who sell their homes to other people, and then those people will gentrify those homes and make more money than the people who originally got that stuff. What I actually think they should do, and this is just my personal opinion, is I don't think black people should pay taxes, ever. I also don't don't think that black people should... um, We don't pay anything. I also don't think that black black people should have to pay for education or health care. I think that all three of those things should be free. And if you do that over 400 years, in addition to a cash settlement, the same enough, that you do. It, no, no, no. Listen, what I'm saying is should, that we, every yeah. other, every other group get something has gotten reparations. Yeah. You're there. It's not, a, it's not, it's not a handout. Like it's, it's what was deserved. Right. And you had the slave masters got a handout. Because they said, hey, if we're going to give up our slaves, then we need to be paid for each slave. Mm-hmm. Yes. And they receive reparations. So when the slave masters receive reparations and the slaves get nothing, right? I mean, they get nothing. Right. But could book. you imagine? But like, why are black people okay with that? It's not that they're not. It's not that they're okay with that. They're 13 percent of the population. So that's thirteen percent of a riot. That's thirteen percent of America on fire until we get some shit. Because like. I watched the video of Stokey Carmack the other day, right? And I never watched the man stuff. I don't want to make it seem like I'm this conscious kind of guy because mm-hmm. I'm not. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, you know, capitalist. Uh, you know, I'm capitalist. You're definitely I'm a capitalist. capitalist scum. Okay, I'll be clear. I'm scum. You're I'm definitely scum, a capitalist. capitalist scum. Okay, I, okay, you got me. Okay, you got me. All right. Mm-hmm. At any case, watching Stokey Carmichael's video, I learned a lot because he said that if the police 
or anybody that's white, Ku Klux Klan, whatever, white supremacist, if a black person is attacked, male, female, child, woman, boy, whatever, and we all need to react. Mm -hmm. Every time that happens. Mm -hmm. And since he recorded that video, which was in like the late 60s, it never happened, ever, Mm -hmm. until George Floyd. Well, let me just also say. Until George Floyd, that's when, it wasn't even every black person, Mm -hmm. but it was a lot. Yeah, and when we look at George Floyd, right, and you look at all of the people who participated in what had happened, only one person, only one person got in trouble for it and didn't even get the max that they were supposed to get. And that's with all of black people fighting for it. So at the end of the day, when you think about what could actually be done, and I don't want to make it seem as if, like, there's no solution. I'm just saying that. Oh, there is a solution. That's the solution. Stokey Carmichael came up with it. 45 years ago. And then ago. what happened to Stokey Carmichael? Uh, I didn't watch the end of the documentary. Okay. What happened to him. Did he get shot? Okay. They killed him? Uh, well. He got killed, right? Obviously. All right. <coughs> oh. Professional scene. Yeah. So, anyway, because I'm about to do a real, real live interview now. Thank you for coming. You know, we got to do proper respects Thank for you. our guests, Thank our first guest. Thank you for having me. Right. Our first female guest, too. Our first female guest, and I don't know what the fuck is oh going on. Oh, my God. All right, anyway, <clears throat> and you're multifaceted. So you're not just, like, you know, woman about town. You're not just a fashionista. Though a lot of people know you for your fashion. A lot of people are like, yo, Sierra, oh, she had the dress that was, like, you know, the lady. You know, I like, can dress very flamboyant. Yeah, that is people, true. Know you, people know you for your wonderful outfits and fashion taste. And a lot of women... <laughs> Mm-hmm. Actually, locally, like kind of like put you on like a, a kind of like a little fashion pedestal. I mean, I've heard really? a little I bit, a little that. bit. In Philadelphia, a lot of women like the way that Sierra Queen Joe dresses. But you also are a performer too. You have artists, you have songs and stuff. Yes, I'm a rapper, which you know you should know. But <laughs> I think I did know something about that. He's I thought so you were religious. a trap star. I'm not a rapper. I we're a uh, trap. no, I we're uh-uh. trapper slash rapper. No, I'm anti-trap. Well, okay, okay, okay. I, don't I, I forgot it. that was me. Yeah, yeah, that's you. <laughs> that's you fully. That's you. No, no, I'm just joking. But <laughs> um, anyway, but like, so you've been you've been doing shows for like the last what five years, and you've been like yeah. doing all around the country. You perform in L.A., New York. I mean, all kind of stuff. Like, who mm-hmm. you perform with? So, uh, I mean, outside of all of the wonderful Philly artists, because I feel like if I name them, I'll be, I'll be naming them forever. Right. Um, I have performed with uh, Jungle Pussy, which Dice loves. I just love the name. <laughs> uh, Lion Babe, which wow, I, I, I know you love I her. Really love her, love I, her. I couldn't even believe that she actually listened to my music, which was like I could see dope you guys doing me. like a project together. You know, because you guys got that same hair kind of thing, <laughs> same same light skin, curly <laughs> kind of thing going. I could see that Lion mm-hmm. Babe, bomb. Let's reach out to Lion Babe. Get on the show. Oh my God. Lion Babe, you got an open invitation. Anyway. Oh my God. Who else you perform with? Um, let me see. I don't see this is weird because I'm only going back to like two years ago. It's been the pandemic, so it's been hard. Right, oh, other than right, that, right, you know, right. I did Black Thoughts Masterclass and oh, we had that yeah. show at the uh, Carnegie that Hall. That was great. Yeah, that was I cool. I saw a lot of pictures on that. Yeah, videos. that was cool. That was dope. But but Jungle Pussy though, I gotta say, out of all the names that you named, like you know, Black Thought's great, of course, you know, and Lion Babe, oh, wonderful. But Jungle Pussy, that's that's the one. That's a name. That's the one for you. That's that's a name because yeah. we were talking about that before on camera. Like, 
I mean, when you got a name like Jungle Pussy, I mean, do you do you got to live up to the hype? I mean, because <laughs> Jungle Pussy, I feel like it either go either way, you know, especially depending on what jungle you're from. Like, you know, if, oh you're, my God. if you're from the... Uh, What's Does the, it matter what's what the, jungle? What's the South American jungle? What is it? The Everglades? No, that's that's the Everglades. That's, that's Florida. That's Florida. <laughs> Florida's the Everglades. Am I correct? That's like the swamp of Florida. The is swamp. the swamp really a jungle? No. So like, like what, what what do they call the swamp in Brazil? Where that idiot's burning all the trees at? That Brazilian idiot president? Oh my God! There's so many. What do many they call th- that part of the country? I mean, there's so the many things, but Amazon. Amazon I already okay, said Amazon we already talked about being Amazon. And then you got like I guess like African jungle, and then you got like I mean you even got like Asian jungles, like you know yes. what I mean. So it's like jungle pussies is is, is a it's a wide range. It's a wide range. You know what I'm saying? But it seems like the the U.S. troops, the U.S. troops are in love with jungle pussy and. Uh, Oh my god! They've been making babies all over the place, and not taking care of them. Have you seen this Haitian court today? The the the, the, the Haitian uh, government has ruled that these fucking asshole U.S. Uh, soldiers. I mean, thank you for your service, thank you, little Jimmy. But you can't go over to Haitia making half black babies and not taking care of them, Jimmy. Now you've told your mom back in Texas that she'd never have sex with an African-American woman. But you went to Haiti. You went wild, Jimmy. They're not African-American. They're Haitian. They're Haitian. Yeah, but close. Close enough. They're still black. And you got black, you got half black families in Haiti. The U.S. government needs to make these soldiers responsible for these children, these illegitimate children who didn't ask to come here. They didn't ask to come here, Billy. Jimmy. That's Mm. right. You got a half black baby down in Haiti you're not paying for. You didn't tell Jenny anything about it, huh? No. You come back home, you Jimmy's Jenny makes you I don't know what white people eat for dinner. Uh marshmallows and and fucking sweet potatoes. They put marshmallows on top of sweet potatoes. I don't know why white people do it, but that's what they eat. You know what I'm saying? And Jenny makes you that dinner, and then you start eating with the first bite of yam and, and marshmallow. Makes you forget all about your whole African Haitian family you left behind, Billy. There are, you abandoned them. I'm there sorry. Are, there are white people in Haiti. But, uh, are but they? There, are they? There are. But, um, but the United States government has been screwing over Haiti for over 30 years. This is not new. Ugh. Uh, this is not this is not the first time that they have right. gotten them pregnant. They also blame them for HIV after they brought it to them mm. in the 80s. Mm. Um, they have also uh, came in with uh, the Green Beret and kidnapped the Haitian president years ago and uh, dropped him off in Africa. say we got to do something about this. Um, they Nobody also, you know, after several this, hurricanes, instead of came over there in helicopters and instead of helping people throw flip flops out of a helicopter to help them walk through the rubble flip-flops not to mention all of the money trillion dollars on afghanistan to give their to give basically osama bin laden infrastructure he was running around in a fucking jungle cave with a fucking laptop and a fucking hand pistol and he fucking still pulled off 9-11 and then you guys go back what do you and think of him. what do you think of cola booth who cola booth i don't know who he is i know shia LaBeouf. she so Cola, so Cola, so Cola Booth like is supposedly one of Osama bin Laden's mistresses. She's a she's a black woman. She okay. lives over here in in the U.S. and okay. she be she writes like sex books. And according uh-huh. to her, she's uh, she steals and has stolen everyone's men, including uh, Kamora Lee Simmons' man. And um, yeah, she's a very Cola Booth. Cola Booth. 
Colabu, is she cute? Um, I think that she is. Bomb, bring up Cola Booth. Tell me if you think she's cute, Bomb. I don't know if she's Bomb's yeah. type. What is it? <laughs> it's, I think it's K-O-L-A. K-O-L-A. Cola Booth. Mm-hmm. Cola Booth. Is she Haitian? She had, it's like a French name. Cola Booth. No. But if you say it like that, it sounds African. This is Cola Booth. Cola Booth. All right, let's, let's check you out, boo-boo. Cola Booth, my first viewing of Cola Booth. She's got a lot of makeup on. She's got some high cheekbones. Kind of like Dennis Rodman with a wig. Oh, oh, I've seen enough. Oh, God. Cola Booth, not my type. Sorry. I don't know. You could never steal, you could never steal me, Cola Booth. Uh, but are you stolen Russell Simmons? Okay. Yeah, she said. I mean, she... Cola Booth, not my type. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that. Co. Old Coco. Do they call it Coco? You can find a picture. There's so many of them. Do they call it Coco for short? Um, I don't know, but if you read her book, you oh. could um, you can check books. it out. She also, but she's Twitter famous. Oh really? With yes. Face like that, huh? I guess if you, I guess if you can, I guess if you can, uh, if you like, she 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 did get a lot of rebounds from Michael Jordan when she played for the Chicago Bulls. Hey, Coco, Coco, Cola Booth. I want to call it Coco. I'm gonna call it Coco because she needs a nickname. Cola Booth just doesn't go. But I knew she was gonna be unattractive. There's always the unattractive, overly makeup. People saying how they took somebody's man back in the day. Like, nobody wants to hear that. You took people's man. Can you? Whose man did you take today? You had sex with Osama bin Laden. Very unpatriotic, Coco. Well, she Very was. She said that she was a hostage. That she was one of his un. She she was one of his concubines, but she didn't want to be. I don't believe it, Coco. Coco, I don't believe it. If been like, but now you were a concubine, but now you're using it as your claim to fame. Which one is it, honey? Either it was a horrible situation that you want to put in the past and you never want to think about it again, or you're trying to exploit the Bin Laden family. Which one is it, honey? The Bin Laden family. Which one is it? If you want to claim the fame, you gotta tell me you, you were gonna you gotta steal somebody that's hard to get. Like, yeah, uh, tell me. Tell me you stole Barack Obama from Michelle or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, let, let's be real. Michelle, that's going to be pretty hard to steal. It's, it'd be hard to steal any any black man from that. She's got some buns back there. I mean, <laughs> Madam President, I mean, no offense. And Barack, you know, we, we're friends. So I feel like I can, matter of fact, Bob, reach out to Obama. See if we can get him on the show. But, but listen, oh Barack, we're friends. And, you know, I feel like I can be honest with you. Your wife, she's, she's attractive, you know? I mean... She, she's, she's not necessarily someone I would date because of age age restraints and things that people may consider to be off-putting, you know, mm-hmm. off-putting. But she's a hottie. So, hey, Coco, why don't you tell me you got Russell Simmons, but nobody gives a fuck about Russ. Dizman okay. Hansu. Who? Dizman I never heard Hansu. of him. Is, is he, is he, was he working with Russell Simmons? Is he, was, have, you he, ever, have you ever seen Amistad? Amistad. Give us free guy. Yes. She stole him? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who cares, honey? And Russell. Who cares? Two... Two, two cute balls. Two ugly guys. Look, like I said earlier, I don't like my own kind. You know what I'm saying? Well, actually, I do like bald guys. But Russell, I got I to gotta pull the plug on Russell. And I got to pull the plug on Give Us Free. You know? They're, they're, <laughs> on Give Us Free. Yeah, what? Give Us Free. Because there are no prizes, honey. Coco, you tell me you fuck Barack Obama. Okay, I, then I start listening. You know what I'm saying? You stole Barack from Michelle. Then I'm like, oh, okay. Well, maybe the kitty cat's good. I don't know. From, from, from where I'm sitting... Doesn't look too bright, honey. I I, I, I would pass. I would pass. I would pass on the cocoa. 
Coke La Bouffe. It's cola. It's a hard pass for me. Hard pass. Sorry, honey. Oh my honey. god. Well, cola booth is very funny, very witty. Okay. Twitter, Twitter famous. Okay. She just so it made me blow back from my comments. What you're saying? Okay. Well, you would love that. So I, cola booth. I don't want to entertain any beef with, with African American woman. Coco, if you want to beef with me, listen. If you if you had any offense, to what I said, honey, you get with bomb. I bring on the show. You guys, many questions you want. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I, that would be interesting. Yeah. Cola, if you're watching this, definitely. Open invitation. Open invitation. <laughs> yeah. We'd love to have you. That is too much. Well, anyway, I was hoping that you knew who Cola Booth was because I was, you know what? Now that I think about it, because we talked a little bit about the Me Too movement for a little bit. Mm-hmm. and I've never been Me Too or anything. I've never been Me one I can't get me to it if I haven't been me one yet. So. Oh my God, you are okay. still as ridiculous as always. But have you ever met Dream Hampton? Yes, yes, I know Dream very well. What do you think of Dream Hampton? I think she's great. I, I've yeah. never had any interactions with the woman. I've never been one on one with her no, no, in a closed space. I, I, I've, I've never had any interaction, no romantic anything with Dream Hampton. Nothing. Okay, I wasn't saying that. I, I was, don't know her like that. I just want to put that out there, just in case. I'm just saying, Dream Hampton. No, I'm saying Dream Hampton was, you know, a beloved hip hop artist, Mm. videographer, historian. Was she a hip hop artist or was she like a publicist or like a writer or something? Not not like an art, not artist as in a a rap type of way. Oh, but just artists, like African American hip hop -hop artists. Yes, just artists, right. Not not rappers, not not rappers, not. You know, I love how this but you know, is. just you know, a writer, a historian, just I, I'm, all always I'm in the culture. I'm a little slow, but I'm picking it up. Yeah, now. but then she withdrew from doing that because you know there's Oprah. Oprah. <laughs> we'll do, you continue, think you think say. Oprah? Say Oprah had a lot to do it, but continue. Oh, okay, maybe you, you know. Well, no, I, well, like maybe you know more than me. I just well, know well, that well. you know I was such a fan, and then. She just stopped and said that, you know, that the industry um, wasn't kind to her or black women and that she didn't want to continue. Mm. Um, And then I know a little bit later when they when the Me Too movement first started, that they wanted her to be part of some documentaries and. I don't know. I don't know enough, wasn't but I but a lot of, the, of people she know was her. She a part of the R. Kelly one, though, wasn't she? I think she was. Yeah, Dream, you brought R. Kelly down. She's responsible for that. You brought him down. But he actually needed to come down. Yes. <laughs> R. Kelly. R. Kelly, yo. I mean. Yes. The girl just testified that he made. But a number. Boy, the girl just testified people. that he made her eat her own feces. Ooh, R. Kelly. Lord have mercy. But I mean, can a person make you eat your own feet? See, here's the thing about all the stuff that he people are saying that R. Kelly made them do, right? Mm-hmm. A person can make you do all kind of shit. Only if they're gonna kill you, or they're gonna kill your family. Mm-hmm. You don't think that, he? You don't think he threatened any of those things? I, I, I just don't know where you would believe it at. Like, okay, like if R. Kelly was like, Dice, I want you to eat this fucking bag of cheeses, but with shit on them. And but Dice, you, you it, are a kill your family. But Dice, you like, are a Kelly, you a nut. Like, you, you are a man. Kind of power. He's not lucky, Luciano. But He's you like are Kelly. He's an but idiot. You, but you are a man from North Philadelphia. Right, right, right. You are a man from let like think of the women in your life, the ones you know the most. All the women in my life are very smart, and all the women past, present. They're I'm also smart they're women. they're also they very fall sweet. For R. Kelly's tricks, but they're also very sweet. They would never fall for his tricks. You, these girls are thirteen. What do you like? 
my my mom at age thirteen wouldn't fall for that. She would she would see R. Kelly coming a mile away. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> my okay. grandma was very intelligent. No, but, but you're right. You're right. You, or the young impressionable mind. They're you don't 13. know what the hell is going on. Somebody you may think he's a gangster. I mean, there's people who may they think testified R. Kelly was a about they testified about Aaliyah's alleged abortion at 15, and nobody thinks Aaliyah was dumb. I don't. We don't know. We don't know what Aaliyah's intelligence level was like. But at the same time, it's not even about Aaliyah's intelligence level. It's, it's about all the people around him and around her that would let something like this even get out of control. Exactly. And that's the problem. The record company, you got to bring Jive in on this. You got to bring RCA Records. There's no way you're telling me that they didn't know that he was having sex with underage women. I'm sure Bring everybody they, in the court. I'm sure they knew. There should be a huge investigation and the bodyguards, all those guys. Because, like, if you got a minor and you got her in a room and if one person does a sexual act with a minor or a male minor, how about that? Because there's kids out, male kids out there getting raped too. That's so true. Like, so you got a minor in a room with anybody and something bad happens and nobody says anything, even if they had no interaction with that, they are guilty too. And they all got to go in. They all got to go down because you can't fuck around with kids. It's like when you fucking with kids, there's, uh, there's no, no, no. There's no room for gray or I don't know or blah, 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 blah. That's very true. Not with kids. Now with Aaliyah, her parents were in on it. Sadly. Sadly, in this sick world, you can have enough guala that where the parents look the other way. Because they think that this is a... Uh, at the long run, this is going to be beneficial. Your daughter, your fourteen-year-old daughter, having a relationship with a, well, how, well, I don't know how old Kelly was back then. Twenty-six-year-old guy, whatever the fuck, twenty-four, twenty-six. Nah, no older than twenty-four. Yeah, yeah, twenty-four is too old. If you're ten years older, if you if if you're if you're thirty and your girlfriend is twenty, there's kind of like a little bit of issue with that. I'm not saying anything like. But, you know, there could be a little bit of miscommunication going on here. You know what I'm saying? Especially depending on, on how some people are raised. You know what I'm saying? What they've been exposed to. You know what I'm saying? What their life experiences are like. You know what I mean? But so with kids, you really can't fuck around. R. Kelly, shame on you, R. Kelly. I haven't listened to I Believe I Can Fly for years. It was my favorite song. I can't even listen to this. Oh, man. I Believe I Can Fly. We sung that at our, like, third grade, fourth grade graduation. Everybody sang it. Yeah. It was the song to sing at graduation. That and Boys to Men. And now R. Kelly, that should have never be sung again. Mm. Matter of fact, somebody else is going to have to come out and do it, but who's going to touch it? Who's going to do what? I believe I can fly. Oh. It's not gonna, nobody's going to re record that to like 50 years from now. And then guess what? It's going to be a massive hit. If people can come out. Who do you think? You think <laughs> it's going to be like Chris Brown Jr. Jr. Oh my God. Chris, Chris Brown, Brown Jr. Son, Jr. Son. Oh my Chris God. Chris Brown Jr. Jr. is going to do a. I believe I can fly. It's going to be a little controversy on it because of R. Kelly, but most people that are alive now won't be then. The worst part about and it Brown is Jr. that... Jr. isn't alive yet. But the thing is that even if somebody resung it, that money would still go to R. Kelly and his family because he also wrote it. Well, it would go to his estate or it would go to the victims that he harmed because after you get convicted, and, it, and he, he came up with a lot of those songs in the bedroom. Like, he was in the room like having sex with like a woman while he was singing I Believe I Can Fly or a young woman. Or a minor, actually, mm -hmm. not even. Maybe he was having sex with a minor while he was doing those songs. So I think at the end of the day, the royalties may actually be readministered to the victims. That would be interesting to see. I mean, just totally just destroy the man. But you know, life choices. R. Kelly, I can't condone your choices. You were you were telling women to eat feces. You should have been telling them to eat cheeses. That's where you fucked up at, R. 
But anyway. <laughs> That's where he fucked up at. Well, well I, actually, you're right. <laughs> he fucked up a long time before that. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you know. He's 12 years older. He was 26. She was 14. Yeah. I was about to say, I know it was more than nine. Yeah. Yeah. She, wait, he was 26. She was 14. Yeah. Our, Aaliyah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, okay. she well, got his pregnant. Parents were in on it though, so what are you gonna do about that? When your parents say you can fuck, I mean, says the other thing. It's like, yo, her, it's like, yeah, yo, you fuck with that young girl. It's like, yo, her dad said I can fuck her. At that, what do you say to that? What's your argument after that? Oh well. First of all, <laughs> why would you even want to be in that conversation? I'm just like, saying, like when you have it, when you're in a world where you're dealing like with that you think when you think about somebody that's 14, that mean they just got out of the eighth grade. Right. They're on their like like. Like well, the stories the that they told was like years ago, you were people were getting married out of eighth grade. Yeah, men were buying houses in ninth grade, ninth grade age where they were putting down money on their first house. Now, I know you, they don't make men the way they used to. Okay, boys, but uh, they don't make people the way they used to. Yeah, my so, grandmom got married different. to a man who was twenty five years older than her and dropped out of school at sixteen. Right, but she was sixteen, not fourteen. True, but they be grooming them at 14 and she they got married at, at They was 16. grooming women to get married at eight. You know what I'm saying? When you had 20 there women. Are other the places there, there are other places in the world that still do, that still do that. Look, arranged child marriage is nasty. Uh, well, here's the thing. Forget child marriage. That's just stupid. But arranged marriage is more successful than the other way. What, does, what, what, what do you define as successful? Divorce rate. So like, because you're okay. not allowed to be divorced. No, I'm not saying you're not allowed to be divorced. No, no, no. that's what they're saying. That's no, what no. happens. If you live in a country that's just got a low divorce rate, you live in a country that's got a low divorce rate. I'm not saying divorce is illegal in some of these places. No, what I'm saying in some places it is. I would say they be they be they're they're illegal. Some places it is. And not just that, the women aren't allowed to work, which means that once you divorce, you have nothing. Your father, who sold you so that you can become part of this family, paid the dowry so that he no longer had to afford having you as a woman in his household. Is not going to give you any money. You can't find a job. So a lot of women okay, are so you stuck keep in talking about money. So money is the theme that you brought up in the most in the last like uh, maybe about two and a half. Seconds. It's less about money and more about financial freedom due to okay, financial forget, opportunity. Forget, forget financial. They're freedom. not allowed to work. Well, forget working. Forget money being the most important thing. Let's take a place like uh, uh, Luxembourg, right? Where I don't you, know what happens in Luxembourg. Okay, I'm gonna tell you. Per capita was the richest place in the fucking world. Like the people there to make the most money out of all people based off salaries and how many people is there, cost of living, yada, yada, yada. It's the place where people got the most, the most scrilla. You know what I mean? They're banking over in Luxembourg. And America's not so bad either. Russia, billionaires, America, billionaires. Mm -hmm. Divorce rate in Luxembourg, 64%. Yeah, that makes sense. In India, one percent. That's because financial freedom means that women don't working? have to deal with abuse. Why is that working? I'm just saying, if you got one percent divorce rate, because you're not allowed to be divorced, money. or else you would, or else you would go hungry and not have anywhere no, you, to live. You can get divorced in India, and that's not necessarily the case for everybody. But I'm just saying, most arranged marriages in India. They have to. They they have to stick together. They're Most successful. of them are. That is that does not successful marriages mean that people should be relatively happy. And I'm sure that there's pockets of happiness. And I, yes, pockets. Pockets. I'm sure there's pockets of. And that and that equals success to you. I, I just, I'm sure I'm that there are there are pockets of black. There are there there are there are pockets of black people who 
got slaves. rich. So what is own the point? Slaves. That's true too. There are pockets of black people who are rich. The worst scenario. So then does that mean that you don't believe in reparations because pockets of black people are rich? Well, it's not even pockets. If you really want to define like what rich actually is, it's like six, seven. Maybe not even. It's probably like six black people. Are we talking about rich or are we talking about wealthy? We're talking about six black people that got some real dough. Like Mm -hmm. six. Americans. Mm -hmm. You got Bob Johnson, Oprah, Robert F. Kennedy. I mean, Robert F. F. Smith. Sorry, Robert. That doesn't mean to say Kennedy. It meant to say Smith. Jay-Z, Dr. Dre, Kanye, now Rihanna, Mm -hmm. Diddy. There's eight. Those are those There's sound like a combination of people who are in the public eye and who are We're in the entertainment industry. There We're are other black people who are rich. Nine hundred million. No, there ain't. And, and black people that's upwards of nine hundred million dollars. Nope, that's the club. It's only it's only eight of them. Right? It's only eight, and we're only not talking about just in entertainment. We're not talking about anything we're else. Because Robert F. Smith is not in entertainment. He's Vista Equity Partners. He's in finance. Okay. You know so there's a small group of them. Hmm. I don't, think that, there, I don't think that there. I don't think that there are any of white billionaires. Uh, of course, and if you go outside of the U.S., there are Thousands. hundreds of black. There are hundreds of blacks too. No, but there's not hundreds of black billionaires. If you go outside the United States, no, a few. No, it's like twenty of them all together. In the whole world, In you the think there's twenty? World, yes, twenty black billionaires. It ain't many. You got Rafiki. You got Hove. You got Rihanna. I mean, there's a few African billionaires. There's way there's more a African lot of African billionaires, billionaires than American billionaires. Yes, because yeah, they weren't slaves. They just they, they they weren't enslaved. Some of them. Yeah. In any case, there's no money. That's all I'm saying. There's no money. So uh, to your point, the billionaires. Well, that we're talking about the marriage. So when you got people who are married who can stay married. With no money versus people with all the money, they can't stay married. No, this is the issue. The issue isn't that people in India don't have money. We're talking about divorce rate. Yeah, but we're but we're talking about men in India being able to make money and women in India not. Women can work in India. This is the thing. When you live in India, and I know this because I worked for an immigration firm. When you work in India, a lot of times it is a family salary. Oh, word? Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. So you don't necessarily. So even if really you want to. No, you're, you're working. You're just not really receiving. Uh, Depending on who is the head of your household will direct the money. So at the end of the day. I like that. You, you would. It, but That makes sense to me. But if it were the opposite. Right, and you, were working, and you were working, yeah. and somebody else decided what to do with your money, yeah. which meant that you couldn't drink what you wanted to drink, eat what you wanted to eat, wear what you wanted to wear, because if your significant other was like, I'm not into that, and no, you can't do that, you would, you would like that. That's a well, successful well, marriage. Was, if I'm in India, I, I, I'm, it's legal if I kill my wife. Okay, anyway. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Beautiful Indian joke, though. And if I was Indian, I would not kill my wife. And and actually, I'm the kind of husband, the money might have to go to the woman of the house. Uh, just to be totally clear, it'll probably be, we'll, we'll probably have a better household if the woman had her hands on the finances, if I had that kind of relationship. Sometimes people have that, and it works out well. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. You know, there was old, 
villages where all the women, they would stand behind the men. The men would sit in a circle and they'd smoke peace pipe. And then the women would make the decisions from the back of the men. You know, and now they didn't always mm -hmm. listen, but for the most part, it worked out. It was a good, good system. You know, whenever I think people always say things like, you know, back in the day, people stayed married. It was better when our grandparents and it's just like, no, your grandmother, a lot of the time was dealing with abuse. My right, grandmother, right, right, right. my grandmother had a two. Well, not my grandmother. My great grandmother had to live in a house that had two bedrooms because they didn't believe back then you could rape your wife. So if she didn't, so if she laid in the bed with him and he forcefully had sex with her, it wouldn't mean anything. And so my grandmother, you, you look at people who have great grandmothers who had 12 children, 14 children, right, 15 right, right. children they that they didn't want to give birth to. Right. Not all of them, you know, and they're going through miscarriage after miscarriage bodies flailing. But at the same time, they're not divorced and they can't work. They have zero financial freedom. Right, right, my right. my great grandmother had to have a two bedroom and pretend that she was ill and faint and sick so she could sleep in another bedroom so she wouldn't get pregnant. Mm. That to me did not mean success. Right, right, right. But I'm just saying, like when we talk about success, if we could just paint it with a broad brush, mm -hmm. we just say divorce rate. You know what I'm saying? And uh, and that's all I'm saying. Like at the end of the day, you know, my grandfather and grandmother they did get divorced, but um, which they didn't have a. To your point, they didn't have even the craziest relationship in my family. The craziest relationship in my family was my pop pop and my aunt, who was my grandfather's cousin, who was married to my grandmother's cousin. Oh wow! Yeah, my grandmother, grandfather. So by aunt, we married. by aunt, we talk about your great aunt. My great aunt and my yes. great uncle decided to get married right <laughs> now my great uncle he was the kind of guy he would come out if the, if the neighbors was having a fight or something mm -hmm. like and it was sunday football he would come outside and be like oh yeah shut up go back in your house mm -hmm. and they do that shit like mm -hmm. that's who the fuck he was like he was crazy like that but you know he shot up the he shot up shot up the refrigerator in the house like oh. filled it up with a full clip and my aunt never left him mm -hmm. like she just they just never broke up well listen and she had a separate bedroom she did. Well, she listened. All right. So anyway, this is the Dice Raw Report. <laughs> we had a great time with our first female guest. Actually, our first real guest. Does Phil or Greg count? No, <laughs> not really. Yeah. All right. So our first guest, Sierra, a.k.a. Queen Joe, thank you for coming. Thank it's you for having me. It's been fun. Oh, it's been a blast. Bomb, you know what to do.